everyone, I'm Deputy Editor Lorraine Lawson and welcome to The Buzz from Bank Automation News where we explore how automation and emerging technology is transforming the banking industry. It is February 11th, 2022 and this is our weekly wrap of what's happening. First, I'd like to say thank you to our sponsor Glia for your support. This week, I'm pleased to be joined by Associate Editor Elijah Poindexter. Elijah, hello. Hello. <laughs> the big news this week on BAN, the shift to the cloud. So the first news came on Monday with core provider Pfizer announcing it would acquire cloud-native solution Finzact. Now, I spoke to David Albertazzi of the ATA Navarica Group about the deal, and he pointed out that this is the first true cloud-native core banking solution running on AWS for Pfizer. As other core processing platforms are cloud-enabled or have been adapted to the cloud. He also said the acquisition will help Pfizer strengthen its digital offer, offering address the needs of more progressive financial institutions, uh, digital-only challenger banks, and other fintechs. Now, according to Albertazzi, the core U.S. core banking market has seen the entrance of several new U.S.-based vendors over the last few years, and examples include Correlation Incorporated, Nimbus, and Finzact. These providers have developed new core processing platforms from the ground up with API-first capabilities and no weight of any legacy product, he said. And that allows for a modern architecture, and they position, position themselves as a new kind of core system. He also said that other fintechs, fin, FinZac competitors uh, include some regional providers that offer more traditional core systems, such as Synergent, COCC, CU Answers, EPL, uh, all examples of these kind of um, new vendors. For most of these vendors, he added the software is sold to small banks and credit unions, and it's either offered in a SaaS, which is software as a service, or a service bureau environment, giving institutions the opportunity to outsource to smaller providers in the industry and feel that they can influence the production direction, get better service, and have more control over the product roadmap that they would than they would with the larger providers. Uh, that may also help explain the next announcement, which was Jack Henry's big reveal this week that it has spent more than two years working on a cloud-native technology strategy that will target community and regional financial institutions by leveraging third-party fintechs. They talked about that during their earnings call. Elijah, you covered that. What did you learn? Yeah, Lorraine. So, you know, this was a super interesting uh, earnings call, no doubt about it. Uh, the financials, they were, you know, great for the company. Uh, revenues especially, both, they were all a double-digit range uh, year over year, so that's great. Uh, and, of course, a large factor driving that was, you know, core processing fees, mergers and acquisitions, that type of stuff, uh, payment processing, card, ACH transactions. Uh, but the focus of the call and, you know, what a lot of the questions were kind of centered around was their new strategy announcement. Uh, so essentially what this strategy is, Lorraine, it's a cloud-enabled open banking strategy. Uh, they plan to use it to sort of digitalize their portfolio of local and regional banking clients, giving them access to hundreds of fintechs. I, I believe the number is around 850, uh, you know, along with the ability to customize and create their own unique uh, banking platforms, which are enabled with obviously your, your APIs, your fintech access, stuff like that. Uh, David Foss, who is Jack Henry CEO, uh, he went into some great detail during the call. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, this strategy, it enables them to create this open banking application. Uh, but again, the call itself was not really a product announcement. You know, it, it was more about the strategy and the strategy will lead up eventually to this application. 
uh, and, and, and Mr. Fossey was quick to point out that uh, this is not going to be overnight. Uh, this is a long-term process that they're looking to sort of enhance their, you know, broader strategy. Uh, and, it, and it's a four-part strategy. Um, the first part is unbundling core processes for, uh, you know, for a public cloud migration. The second part is providing an open banking integration for their uh, clients. Third, uh, they're going to try and deliver services through a single platform. And then finally, they, they're going to facilitate uh, and continue to work on that environment. Uh, and the end result of that, of course, is a component-based banking ecosystem uh, that's going to provide insights and customizable platforms to local and regional community banks who are you know, looking for an for a innovative pipeline to enhance their banking processes. So really exciting news. Uh, it, it's sort of rare that you hear an earnings call go into such amazing tech detail, but we certainly had that in spades this week. Yeah, uh, it was interesting to me that, that a lot is made of this whole cloud-enabled versus cloud-native, and vendors use these terms very specifically to mean something. So cloud-enabled is usually where you take more of a legacy application and you enable it in the cloud, adding some APIs, maybe creating some services. But usually when we talk about cloud native, we talk about something that was built for the cloud and leverages microservices, which are more finite, easier to, that's what embedded finance will rely on. So it's interesting to me to see how they position themselves as cloud native or cloud enabled. Um, and that does have meaning. Uh, now, the cores aren't the only ones shifting to the cloud. Banking hardware veteran NCR, which offered had an earnings call this week, they offer scanners, ATM, and point-of-sale solutions. They're very much known as a hardware company. Revealed on its earnings call that it will focus on growing digital banking and services-led strategies, which, of course, is going to be a cloud-based strategy. You can't offer services and, and software as a service without going to the cloud. That's huge. And to put some historical context around that, Here's a company that was founded in 1884 on cash registers, and they're now saying their strategy will be to have 80% of their revenue shift to services and software. I think, you know, just to pause a minute and realize where we are in time with this cloud shift, um, it is a significant shift and it is automation driven. A lot of it is uh, drives automation. So. In other news this week, we did a deep dive with Truist CIO of consumer technology, Ken Meyer, on how it leveraged hybrid cloud to manage its merger of uh, Suncrest and BB&T. Finally, last, this last week, KeyBank announced it would migrate its primary applications and platforms to Google Cloud. So we got in touch with them this week to follow up and say, why Google? Um, over all the other cloud providers. And their answer was that they had a long partnership with Google. And it's interesting because a lot of these, these uh, cloud services do seem to favor Google or Amazon Web Services. You do occasionally hear Azure. Um, but with, for instance, Truist, when I asked them, they, they pick and choose. So people are still trying to go with best of breed when they look at these solutions, but I do hear Google a lot. Elijah? What are you digging into for next week? So, Lorraine, I got some good stuff in the pipeline, but the first thing I'll mention, and, and it's going to be going up on the site hopefully on Monday, uh, I'll be taking a deep look at a Cross Rivers new partnership with PayTile. Uh, this is going to throw Cross Rivers' very dynamic banking as a service stack behind the fintechs, really cool geolocation-based payment services. So, you know, a, a way, to, a concise way to explain it is, is just the fact that, you know, sometimes say it's like a street performer or something like that, 
if you want to give them money, you don't necessarily want that. You, you, you don't want them knowing all of your information. And of course, they could glean this if you're using a traditional payment service. Well, PayTile sort of takes that away and it, it makes things anonymous. It makes things secure uh, and it makes things fast. So uh, I, I, I spoke to Cross River uh, and I'm super excited to get the story out for everybody. I look forward to reading that. And I'll be looking at how Scotiabank is using technology to really democratize wealth management. Wealth management has often been something that's aimed at a certain clientele, higher in, you know, income. Um, and they're looking at bringing it to more of their consumers by using technology. And it's a sort of hybrid approach that also employs, you know, their, their info advisors, but frees them up to focus on where they're needed rather than handling some of the tasks that people could self-serve. So it's an interesting look at using technology that way. Um, thank you so much for joining us for the weekly wrap on the buzz. Don't forget to attend our Bank Automation Summit, which is March 1st through 2nd in Charlotte, North Carolina. Elijah and I will be there. You can learn more about the Bank Automation Summit at bankautomationsummit.com. For more podcast content, check out Bank Automation News and search The Buzz from Bank Automation News on iTunes and Spotify. 